The Journey Hometown Journal. Walking is one of the best ways just to start moving without putting a lot of pressure or stress on your body. Welcome to the Hometown Journal. I'm Mark Edwards. This week, we're going to discuss heart health and ways you can stay on track to reach fitness goals and maintain a healthy lifestyle. Our guest is Brittany Vogan, Community Impact Director for the American Heart Association, Blue Ridge, Central Virginia region. Well, Brittany, first of all, thank you so much for joining us on the Hometown Journal. Tell us a little bit about uh, how you became involved in working for the American Heart Association. Thank you, Mark, for having me. I am very excited to be here today. Over the past three years, I am uh, occupational therapist background, and I worked as a clinical rehab liaison. Through that position, I had the pleasure of partnering with the American Heart Association as a volunteer through local programming in Charlottesville, and I was also the 2021 chair of the Charlottesville Heart and Stroke Walk. I've worked with patients who have suffered strokes and heart disease, and I've been through the rehab process with those patients, their families. And now this opportunity with the AHA allows me to prevent these health concerns. So through my volunteering, I found out about the community impact role and was very excited to learn more about it and just explore how I can be a bigger partner in fighting so many health risk factors that cause strokes and heart disease. So in this specific role, I address blood pressure, nutrition security, tobacco and vaping, and women's and maternal health within diverse and underserved communities. It's been a pleasure working with the American Heart Association. I started back in April, and um, the work that they are doing to improve health equity is, is incredible. And the best part about AHA that I've learned over the past few months and that I had as a volunteer is that their role is to create long-term sustainable changes. And our mission is to be a relentless force for a world of longer, healthier lives. And that this position allowed me to do that and allows me to work on that daily uh, with clinical and community partners. So it's just amazing to be a small part of a really big picture and helping getting access to healthcare. Well, let's talk about some of those reasons or some of those health concerns that people have. And, you know, when we look at people sort of emerging from COVID, so for those individuals that maybe stopped exercising during COVID and they want to start up again, what are some tips for them to begin exercising in a way that improves heart health and circulation, but without putting too much stress on their system as they begin to get active again? Absolutely. So one of the biggest things that we recommend is always checking in with your physician and making sure that whether you have health conditions or you don't, that getting started on a program is going to be good for your health and there's not any concerns to be worried about. Um, You know, sometimes health conditions have restrictions, so you always want to talk with your physician first just to make sure that the type of activity you start doing is going to be healthy for you and is really going to allow you to get moving again. After that, and you have that clear head to start, you know, you always want to start slowly and build up to the total number of minutes. So the recommendation through research AHA has done is that you're hitting about 150 minutes per week. 
So over a course of five days, you know, looking at 30 minutes a day, which doesn't seem like too much um, all at once. And so walking is one of the best ways just to start moving without putting a lot of pressure or stress on your body. And that'll help you get moving a little bit quicker. So when you walk, you can do fast, you can do slow pace. It kind of allows you that opportunity to lower your blood pressure and your bad cholesterol while looking at getting active and losing weight. So walking really is a great place for everybody to kind of start with. As mentioned, as long as there's no concerns from your physician or you don't have pain doing that type of activity. Brittany, do you find that people who maybe originally might say, you know, I don't even have a half hour in my day to do exercise, to walk, but then maybe once they start doing it, they realize, oh, I have plenty of time to do that in my schedule. Absolutely. I know at one point, way before I started with American Heart Association, uh, in my previous roles, I have felt like I didn't have a lot of time um, to exercise into, you know, that eight to five work day sometimes. So oftentimes, once you get in that habit and you start that habit, it's so much easier to make it happen. But starting is always the toughest place. So one of the things that we found that's really successful is like scheduling your exercise already into your day. And so what that can look like is maybe during your lunch break, going out and walking your dog. Or if you have a phone meeting that you're on and you don't need to be on camera, take your phone and go for a walk. There's so many ways that we can kind of incorporate exercise into our lives, taking the stairs instead of the elevator, which is a very common one. But then also, like, when you're able to safely park further away from an entrance to a building, being able to walk that way, or try moving while during your favorite TV shows, whether that's just lifting weights or walking in place. And then once you start doing that on a regular basis and creating that habit, that's when it's going to come so much easier. And it just becomes a part of your routine. So once you get started, it's so easy to do, but a lot of people struggle with the getting started point. And as you mentioned, feeling like they just don't have enough time. So how we can work together to figure out those ways of getting active is so important. And as they build up maybe more time for exercise, one of the great things about the Central Virginia Blue Ridge region is we have so many hiking trails and biking trails that people can take advantage of. Absolutely. Blue Ridge is just, it's a beautiful area. And there's the great thing about those trails and things like that is there's such a variety Mm -hmm. from easy to hard. And that's a great way to kind of grade your exercising and being able to make it a little bit more intensive. You know, maybe you've been walking your dog or going on a walk with your family in the evenings after everybody has dinner. And then now you're looking to do a small hike. It's a great way to to kind of fluctuate your intensity, but then it's just beautiful. We live in a really beautiful area. This morning on the Hometown Journal, we are offering some tips for you to improve and maintain heart health. Our guest is Brittany Vogan, Community Impact Director for the American Heart Association, Blue Ridge, Central Virginia region. And if you would like to find out more about ways that you can improve your heart health, visit heart.org. We'll be back with more of the Hometown Journal in a minute. In a world where we're all connected, sometimes we feel disconnected. But with the My Journey FM mobile app, 
you can experience hope and encouragement whenever, wherever. Isn't that cool? Engage with your favorite Journey artists and music. See what song just played. Find out what concerts and hometown events are in your area. Get connected. Lately, I've been listening to it almost every day. The My Journey FM mobile app. Download it today in your app store. Now back to more of the Journey Hometown Journal. Mark Edwards back with you along with our guest, Brittany Vogan, Community Impact Director for the American Heart Association, Blue Ridge, Central Virginia region. Well, the American Heart Association has a, a really interesting program. It's called Life's Essential Eight. Tell us about that. Yeah, so a few months ago, American Heart rolled out the new Life's Essential Eight. Prior to this, there was only seven categories. Key measures of life's essential eight touch upon the crucial factors in improving and maintaining cardiovascular health. So these essential eight focus on health behaviors, which are going to include being more active, quitting tobacco, getting healthy sleep, and eating better. The second focus areas are your health factors. So those look at managing your weight, controlling cholesterol, managing blood sugar, and managing your blood pressure. So getting healthy sleep is the newest behavior that they added. And Life Essential 8 focuses on the fact that the average adult needs seven to nine hours of sleep a night. And it emphasizes the important role it plays on your health. So this is a really big factor. I know when it comes to, you know, I don't have enough time to exercise. How am I supposed to get seven to nine hours of sleep a night, especially with families and things like that? But it's really important to focus on getting enough sleep so that you do have the energy to do things during the day and, and be more productive. One of the really cool things about Life's Essential 8-2 is that you can actually participate in a My Life Check. It's a program that you can sign on to by visiting mcl.heart.org. And it allows you to assess your current behaviors and factors and how they're supporting a healthy life for you. This is a really cool opportunity. It's free of cost just to see how you're doing in your life and what are ways that you can improve that as well. And it might be something just like getting a little extra sleep or moving a little bit more during the day. But that's a really cool opportunity that comes through Life Essential 8 that allows the everyday average person to kind of see how they're measuring up in regards to a healthy life. What's really great about the approach is that it's all centered around behaviors, as you mentioned, and lifestyle. So it's not a crash program, or I'll use the word crash diet, if you will. It's actually altering and changing behavior and incorporating these things into a lifestyle so that you become more consistent. Yeah, and just the fact that you can start in one area and work with the different factors. So it doesn't mean that you need to change everything all at once. It allows you to kind of take it in a like one step at a time. But as you start making those goals and achieving those goals, you're able to continue to improve your lifestyle in general. So I think it's a really nice 
opportunity that allows you to allows you to meet you where you currently are and then being able to just improve from there. One of the dangers, obviously, uh, for heart health is second or smoke and then secondhand smoke for children. Comment on that, if you will. Are we doing better as a society uh, when it comes to smoking and then the dangers of secondhand smoke? Yeah. So one of the things when it comes to tobacco use that we had gotten ahead of was when it was just cigarettes. Unfortunately, now we're looking at vaping and e-cigarettes that's contributing to secondhand smoke. So kind of in Virginia, what we're looking at, especially one of the biggest focus areas is we're looking at our youth and what our youth are doing. And approximately 9.9% of Virginia's youth are current users of tobacco. So that can include any type of tobacco. But out of that 19.9%, approximately 20% of the youth that are using tobaccos are using e-cigarettes and and or vaping. So we are not seeing such high numbers with cigarettes, but we are seeing numbers skyrocket with vaping and e-cigarettes because it's made out to be a healthier option. And, you know, there's so many flavors that you can get these items in, but in reality, it's still damaging to your body like any tobacco is. So one of the things that American Heart Association is working on is is tobacco-free schools, looking at cessation, tobacco cessation programs, and how we can support our youth in getting them to quit smoking and figuring out all the reasons why they started in the first place. When you start looking at some of the effects of secondhand smoke, Specifically with children, uh, one of the the American Heart Association's free resources called How Smoking and Nicotine Damage Your Body. So about half of children in the United States, ages 3 to 11, are exposed to secondhand smoke. What that means is it's contributing to premature heart disease, lung cancer death, and can cause more respiratory infections than children of non-smokers. So not only are we seeing the effects of e-cigarettes and vaping on our youth, but when you're adding in those extra pieces and children who are not smoking, you really are making a big impact on their life. It may not be something that you see right away. It might be a more long-term cause from there, but talking about premature heart disease, the heart disease can impact your life in so many ways. And we lose so many individuals to heart disease every year. It's heartbreaking. And knowing that tobacco is one of those causes and how we can continue to work together to change that is so important. And I think, you know, as I mentioned, kind of prior to COVID, we were making great gains against tobacco companies. But now, with the introduction of e-cigarettes and vaping, it's, it's been a big challenge. Well, Brittany, we touched on this a little bit earlier when we were talking about exercise, but when it comes to weight loss, how are we doing as a country, or maybe there are some Virginia statistics as well, when it comes to healthy eating habits and fighting obesity as it relates to some of these health concerns? So according to the CDC data and statistics on childhood obesity and adult obesity. 
some of the data that they're showing between the years of 2017 and 2020 for uh, children ages 2 to 19, the prevalence of obesity was around 19.7%, which is affecting 14.7 million children. So although you're looking at about 20% of the population, that's still a lot of children in a whole. And then during the same years, you're looking at adult prevalence of obesity up to 41.9%. Obviously, you know, when you start talking about body mass index and those types of things, that number can kind of incorporate a lot. But overall, I mean, these numbers really aren't great. And I think what we're seeing, too, is that there are populations that are disproportionately affected by this. So one of the factors that we've looked at and that I personally have been doing some uh, research on as I assess the communities that I'm working in is nutrition security. There are so many disadvantaged individuals that can't get access to food, let alone healthy food. So how are we supposed to reduce those numbers if we can't get healthy food options out there? You know, we've been to the grocery stores. We've seen how fruits and vegetables can be a lot more expensive than going to a prepackaged item that you just pop into the microwave. So surrounding that, we are American Heart Association as a group is working to address nutrition security because we strongly feel every individual should have the same access to food and to healthy options, at least that. Things like pop-up produce markets, being able to get fruits and vegetables to pantries for those people who just don't have the money to be able to buy fresh produce are all things that we're looking at because we know not only is it going to help fight it helps reduce obesity and you're looking at those, those healthy eating habits, but it's allowing you to address so many other health related issues, heart disease, the potential for stroke. There's a relationship between obesity and type two diabetes, which is just another factor, including cholesterol. Those are additional factors that make you at risk for further heart disease and or stroke. And that's something so important to address because we know so many are disproportionately affected. So our numbers aren't great, but there's a lot of work that is starting to be done to hopefully improve that. This morning on the Hometown Journal, we're talking with Brittany Vogan, Community Impact Director for the American Heart Association, Blue Ridge, Central Virginia region. And if you would like more information about some of the heart health resources Brittany mentioned, be sure and visit the American Heart Association's website. That's heart.org. Back with more of the Hometown Journal in a minute. In a world where we're all connected, sometimes we feel disconnected. But with the My Journey FM mobile app, you can experience hope and encouragement whenever, wherever. Isn't that cool? Engage with your favorite Journey artists and music. See what song just played. Find out what concerts and hometown events are in your area. Get connected. Lately, I've been listening to it almost every day. The My Journey FM mobile app. Download it today in your app store. Now back to more of the Journey Hometown Journal. This week on the Hometown Journal, we are discussing heart health. Mark Edwards back with you along with our guest, 
Brittany Vogan with the American Heart Association of the Central Virginia Blue Ridge Region. Well, tell us a little bit about the program that the Heart Association has. It's called Healthy for Good. What's included in that? And then how can it help people live healthier lives? Yeah, so Healthy for Good is a pretty awesome program that we have. The goal for Healthy for Good is is creating healthy living moments to inspire lasting change in your health and your life one step at a time. The approach for this is simple, focusing on eating smart, moving more, and being well. So this is a really good tie-in to the Life Potential 8, and it's a focus on providing resources that allow you to make a difference one step at a time. So just those little things that we talked about, whether it was walking during a lunch break or maybe grabbing a piece of fruit instead of chips for a snack, you know, looking at those types of items on a daily basis and being able to improve that is one of the great things about Healthy for Good. There's a lot of numerous free resources through Healthy for Good. You can sign up on our website, and I'll give you that information in just a moment. Through that, you can even access a digital recipe booklet called Shop Smart, Eat Smart. So there's a lot of resources through Healthy for Good that is just promoting a healthier lifestyle and ways to include little steps at a time to make a bigger impact. For those that are interested in Healthy for Good, you can go to our website, heart.org. Under the Healthy Living tab on the left, you'll see a section for fitness. Once you click on fitness, it's going to bring you to a main page. And in on that main page, it'll have an area for you to sign up for the newsletter. So you put in your email address, and then they'll send you resources and a digital copy of the recipe booklet in ways that you can start addressing a healthier lifestyle. So it's a really awesome option. There are additional sponsorships and other ways to get involved, but for probably most of the listeners out there, it's a great way to just have some free resources to help. And that website Brittany mentioned is heart.org. To find out details about all of the resources available to you from the American Heart Association to help you achieve a healthy lifestyle. The Heart Association also has information about blood pressure and blood pressure screening, so be sure and check that out at heart.org. Again, my thanks to Brittany Vogan of the American Heart Association for being our guest this week, and thank you for joining us for the Hometown Journal. You've been listening to the Journey Hometown Journal. If you're a part of an organization or know of one in the communities we serve and would like to be considered as a guest, please make your request at myjourneyfm.com. Email office at myjourneyfm.com or call 800-424-9594. The Hometown Journal is a presentation of The Journey.